the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Third hour of Pure Opelka. Happy Friday. I'm kind of I'm kind of drifting back towards uh, a little less angry zone today. If you want to join the conversation, you can either try and make me angry or make me happy or just talk. Uh, open line, open topic, 888 uh, Something I wanted to tell you about, and we'll get into it a little bit more tomorrow. Tomorrow is, I, I think tomorrow's an important day. I think tomorrow we should uh, keep an eye on things. Um, why, Mike? Why tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is, I believe, I think tomorrow's the anniversary of the start of the Korean War. And the way the Korean people are, the North Korean people specifically, I think we need to pay attention and be worried that Kim Jong idiot is going to do something dumb. I'm I'm just saying I I feel like uh Mr Mr dictator is going to do something dumb on Saturday and we have noticed yes there was a a missile test yesterday a rocket test actually not a missile test but a big rocket engine was tested yesterday and um and the little dictator he was out there giving the orders but They've seen on the satellite imagery some movement on the area where the North Koreans typically run their nuclear tests from. And so it would make sense, based on the way they've done things in the past, for North Korea to test something tomorrow on the anniversary of the Korean War. By the way, we're still at war with Korea. We signed an armistice. There was no truce. There was no formal surrender. There was no end to that war. So technically, if you want to if you want to do it on paper, yeah, we're still in a war with uh, North Korea. We're still part of that group that's at war with North Korea. So watch this space. Now, strangely, now I shouldn't even have to say the word strangely when I'm going to use the name Dennis Rodman right after it. Rodman is um, is talking to the media. He was on Good Morning America talking about this today. Happened this morning. Dennis Rodman talking about his pal, Kim Jong-un. People don't see the, the good side about that country. But I think people don't see him as, as a friendly guy. But if you actually talk to him, so when you see him, do you see a different guy? Oh yeah. Does he smile? Does he? he <laughs> does he talk? Is he open? No, no, we we always talk, right? We sing karaoke. It's have fun, ride horses, everything. We sing karaoke. It's all fun. We ride horses. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know we're missing. Here's how you solve the problem in North Korea right now. We just, we take Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un and we tell the little dictator, 
we're going to make you a reality show star and it's you and Dennis and nothing can go wrong. And then we now have to report, we have to fill the power vacuum. We're going to have to put somebody in there. Who's not going to press his people, but we let him think we're going to have to get Rodman's going to have to drug him. And then we're going to have to knock him out and take Kim Jong-un out of there. We have to get a Kim Jong-un lookalike. We're going to put him in there. And this guy's going to bring in free market economy to North Korea and turn the country around. And, uh, Dennis Rodman's going to stuff the drugged Kim Jong-un into his suitcase and we're going to bring him back to America or to some part of outer Mongolia where he's going to think he's still in North Korea and we're going to let him think he's running the country, but it's a reality TV show. And then before, I know it's too expensive, just kill him and put in the lookalike, right? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and then in, in terms of other craziness coming out of Hollywood, I guess we have to go to the Johnny Depp thing. And I'm more disturbed on the Johnny Depp story uh, with with one. I have one issue that I think has, is bothering me more than more than the other. And if you you listen to the Johnny Depp audio, which I'm sure you've heard or maybe you've seen, he was. He was at a film festival in, in Scotland, and the microphone was crappy anyway, but Depp was talking to a crowd of people and talked about, it's too bad we can't have Donald Trump here, and then talked about, uh, well, let's, let's listen, shall we? When was the last time an actor assassinated the president? <laughs> That's the part that disturbs me the most. It's not the fact that a liberal jack wagon Hollywood star asked, when was the last time an actor assassinated the president or a president? Listen to the reaction after he asks his question. When was the last time an actor assassinated the president? An, ex- an extended cheer, a loud extended cheer. It's like 10 seconds of cheering from the people in this crowd. That's a great message. That's a fantastic message, Mr. Depp. I want to clarify, I'm not an actor. <laughs> I lie for a living. I'm not an actor. I lie for a living. Anybody else disturbed by this? Yeah, I'm I'm very disturbed by this, and I'm I'm hoping the Secret Service actually printed a response or put out a response, and they they didn't say what they were doing, but one kind of realizes that just the fact that they put out a response indicates that they are doing something about this, that they have to do something about this, and they really should. You can't have a guy out there, a guy with as large a profile. As as Johnny Depp saying things like that, talking about assassinating a president of the United States. How many times have we had people who who actually did. Did try to kill presidents who were influenced by people who were who were driven to do what they do because they thought somebody famous told them to do it or they wanted to do it to impress. I don't know. Jodie Foster. It's, it's frightening. 
And after the statement came an even more disturbing statement, after he said that he lies for a living. Let's let's let this roll a little bit. After. Oh, Mr. Depp. However, it's been a while. When he says, I lie for a living, and then he says, however, it's been a while, meaning it's been a while since an actor killed the president of the United States. You know, it's interesting. It was um, just a couple days ago, I think, in England that a guy posted something online on, a, on Facebook and he ended up getting two years in, in prison. He was sentenced to two years in prison for posting that uh, we, should, we should blow up mosques. Anybody see that? There was a guy who made a statement on Facebook, talked about blowing up mosques and in England sentenced uh, to prison for what he said on Facebook. Nearly two years in jail for what he said on Facebook. Nigel Pelham. Two years in jail for inflammatory messages on Facebook. They advocated for violence against Muslims. He used Facebook, according to the sentencing. This man used Facebook to express his hatred for Muslims and has gone to prison. Johnny Depp just advocated in public for the assassination of the President of the United States. Yes, I understand free speech. I'm an advocate for free speech, but you're not allowed to advocate for the assassination of the President of the United States. And I wonder how the people who have hired Johnny Depp, this non-actor, I wonder how people who pay him millions of dollars for these Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I wonder how they're going to feel about this, about how the diminished box office might, might send a message. I know Glenn Beck talked about not wanting to take his son Rafe to see the movie, and I think Glenn, knowing Glenn, Glenn will stand his ground. But I also wonder, maybe we should just change the name of the character from uh, Captain Jack Sparrow to Captain Jack Wagon. It's, it's really disgusting. And yeah, if somebody, if an actor had said, if James Woods had said the same thing about Barack Obama, do you think James Woods would be a free man today? No, of course not. Absolutely not. It's, it's a double standard. There are two worlds out there, aren't there? Well, we'll see. We'll see what the free market does, what message the free market sends to tell Johnny Depp, you're allowed to say what you want. Uh, we're also allowed to choose where we spend our dollars. We will vote with our wallets in many cases. A very disturbing, very disturbing story to wake up to today. All right. Back in off the ledge, Mike. Back in off the ledge. When we get back, there's been a lot of uh, discussion, shall we say, out of Washington about Robert Mueller, the special counsel, and the fact that he and James Comey are friends. And to me, that alone would be enough to have Mueller recuse himself from the investigation. But there's more to this. 
the president has wondered about some of the people Mueller has hired, and he's hired a bunch of people. But now a liberal Harvard-educated lawyer has weighed in on some of Mueller's hires, and we will discuss what Alan Dershowitz has said about these hires and a possible recusal next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We will get to the Alan Dershowitz uh, thought here in a minute. Uh, We're also going to speak to a woman out of Texas that you need to hear about. She's doing something great for our vets, especially appropriate and poignant on the day that the president signed the VA Accountability Act, which should make it easier to fire jerks and slackers and bad people from the VA. Also on this date, back in 1902, Mercedes, Mercedes registered as a brand name. You ever driven a Mercedes Benz? It's because that name was trademarked, brand name, on this date in 1902. And uh, the guy that was behind these cars, Gottlieb Daimler, sold his cars to sultans in Morocco, and then they started they started cranking out these super-powered engines, delivering all of six horsepower <laughs> in two-cylinder cars. But he kept building faster and better and better cars. And then uh, the story that I had heard, there was a, a French guy who wanted to buy a bunch of cars from Daimler, but he would only do so if if the engineer would name the company after the Frenchman's daughter, Mercedes, his oldest daughter. And that apparently is how the distribution deal worked out. There's all kinds of twists and turns on the story, but interesting. Because I always wondered, German cars, I didn't know any any German girls named Mercedes. I knew French girls named Mercedes. We always called the one that I knew Mercy. But uh, this came as a deal to get the right price on the car. Yeah, I'll buy your car, but I want you to name your company after my daughter. You go more than 115 years later, Mercedes-Benz is still a globally recognized brand name, all because of that deal. Just a little side story on history as it happened on this day back in uh, 1902. Weird sidebar. We were talking about uh, the special counsel in looking into possible collusion between the Russians and the Trump campaign. We believe, I believe there wasn't any. I believe um, 
General Flynn might have some issues, but they're different from the Trump campaign. And we've been talking about whether or not Mueller should recuse himself. Alan Dershowitz, a guy who is uh, openly liberal, a guy who is Harvard-educated, lawyer, law professor, one of the great minds who I think gives a fair analysis of a situation when you talk to him. He was on Fox talking about Robert Mueller and Mueller's hires and whether or not uh, he should recuse himself or what the deal is on all these hires. Well, if part of the investigation is how the president treated Comey uh, by firing him and firing him in the way that he did, you know, Mueller has a potential conflict of interest. Uh, I I knew them both Mm. when they were U.S. attorneys in Boston. They are close friends. They're close colleagues. They come from very similar backgrounds. Now, you know, the law presumes everybody will be fair, and I hope that everybody will be fair. But when you're having a criminal prosecution that's political you have to be caesar's wife you can't give the other side any opportunity to accuse you of political partisanship which is why i think it was a mistake for uh, uh Mueller to hire essentially people who had been yeah. large you're, you're, you're a little bothered by this i mean I that's what i take from your yeah. answer yeah. the other thing you said the people who have been hired are all hillary clinton supporters yeah is I, that I, a concern it is a concern more than supporters contributors and remember that one of the reasons that that uh, um, uh, Senator Liebman didn't get the job as head of the FBI, for which he was eminently well qualified, is people didn't want anybody who had a political background to mm. be head of the FBI. And here we have people who have a political interests and backgrounds doing the investigation. Interesting, right? If they are friends of James Comey, I think that's a conflict of interest, especially if they both worked in Boston, in that, in that district, that seems to be a bigger problem than not just the Hillary Clinton supporters, although that compounds the issue. It, it really is putting people with a, a built-in bias already into the mix. We already know that there are many Democrats who are still ticked off, still angry, still unwilling to accept the election results. And now you're putting people who donated money to to Hillary's campaign to work alongside a guy who is friends with the man who was fired. Come on, people. Where, where is the Republican spine? Where is the Republican steel spine saying we need a different special counsel and you can't be hiring people? who have given money and supported Hillary Clinton. It just goes in smelling partisan. But we're so weak. We are so worried about being called partisan for asking for fairness that we are are just going to let this happen. I still believe at the end of it, you're going to get nothing. It is going to be a nothing burger. But what we're doing in the meantime is wasting a lot of money, And we are kowtowing to the shrill cries of the liberal left who are saying that we must investigate and we must do the full investigation because because we're still angry that Hillary lost. That's the reality. Alan Dershowitz is right. And Donald Trump is right. But the White House has said they are not going to ask 
for Mueller to step down. The White House basically said that, but they have to. But some other Republicans should. I'm looking at you guys. When we get back, let's talk about somebody doing something great for our veterans. Come on back and meet this person. You'll thank us. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Puro Pelka. It is a Friday, and I know I've been doing a lot about newsy stuff and stuff that gets me mad. And then every now and then I run into a story that gives me hope. And I have to give credit to the guy in Dallas who pushes the buttons, uh, Shamant, who's always looking for good stories. And um, he, he came to one this week and said, I want you to talk to this person. And you know me, I'm a skeptic on everything. All right, who is it? And I went to the webpage that I want you guys to go to. The webpage is savingourvets.org. Savingourvets.org. Simple. Can't forget it. And especially on a day like today, a day when the President of the United States has, has signed a bill that I hope to God will bring some legitimate positive action into the Veterans Administration and help these vets get the care we promised them. Not just the care we owe them, but we promised it to them. We told them, if you volunteer and you stand up for this country and you fight for our freedoms, that we will, we will be there when you come home. And so often we have not. And it's a source of embarrassment. It's a source of distress. It's a source of, of loss in so many ways, you guys have heard me. We talked to Ernesto, who walked halfway across the country in order to bring attention to the 22 vets who take their own lives every day. And it's been at least three years since this country has known about the problems with the VA. But thank God for people like Cheryl Jones, who is the founder of Saving Our Vets, SavingOurVets.org. Go there. Uh, Cheryl is somebody, uh, one of the, one of the angels among us. I talk about people who have a sense of service and purpose in their life and their inspirations to people like me. And I've not talked to Cheryl yet, but after Shaman told me about it and I visited the homepage, I was like, holy cow, we have to get her on the show. So welcome to the program, Cheryl. Uh, happy Friday to you. And happy Friday to you too. And thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure here. What we are about on this show is um, is trying to cover the important news of the day, but also shine light on places that don't get all the attention they deserve and try and help. And we try to use the bullhorn that we've been given with these radio shows to maybe get the call out. And you, you in your story, is it's such a, a brief paragraph with so much information in it, and I'm going to share it with people. Cheryl is a third-generation veteran caregiver, and she's brought her passion to help thousands of vets. And, and some, some are 
are among the 47,000 homeless in the country, the 1.4 million at risk of homelessness because of low wages, lack of employment, or the support they need. And you're, you're in Texas, correct? Your programs are in Texas? Yes. And tell, tell us, if, if I bump into you on the street and I say, what, what, what does savingourvets.org, what's the predominant activity and mission of the organization? Our mission is to get every single homeless veteran off the street and into some kind of affordable house. That is our mission. There are so many homeless veterans on the street that haven't even been counted in the point of time counting because they aren't in those areas. I've met probably 50% of the homeless veterans I've met have not been counted. So there are more than 46,000 homeless veterans on our street. Well, one of the in- help. One, they do need our help. And one of the interesting things is I, I'm speaking to you from Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our state, at the end of last year, um, the the Veterans Administration announced that our state was one of three that didn't have any homeless vets. And I quizzed the secretary on that. I said, "How how do you how do you qualify that?" And he said, "Well, if if we get down to um, homelessness down to a certain level, down to a tiny percentage level, and they really did work on it in Delaware." They really did work to try and find people on the street and, and connect to them and make sure that they were getting the help they needed. And I'm sure there are a couple here and there, but our state is one of just three. So that means 47 states in this country have homeless vets out there on the street. And I'm, I'm guessing, sadly, Texas is one of them. Yes, Texas is. Um, now, I have gone to visit uh, Virginia, and they were the first state that, stated that they had ended homeless veterans. Well, within a five-mile period, I ran across 11 homeless veterans. That's it's it's about the fact period. that, Cheryl, you're, you're telling us that, I guess you're saying it's about the fact that it's, it's hard to keep track of them, and there are vets that have fallen out of the system that nobody knows about, right? That's correct. That is very correct. When when Ernesto walked across the country uh, from Veterans Day till uh, just a, a couple weeks ago, when he made it to the Pacific, he talked about the fact he would go through cities like Dallas, for example, and there were vets living under bridges. And he's sure that nobody knew they were there, that they hadn't talked to anybody and they've never been tabulated. So I, I'm sure that condition exists. So like you're saying, there's there's 47,000 recognized, but we're probably easily close to a third of that or half of that, again, added to that total. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, many of the people that I met were actually living in the woods, outskirts of small cities. Wow. These that's, are the ones that have not been counted. They, nobody knows they're there. That's so sad and so frustrating to... I'm sure to them, and in some cases, a lot of these folks are are off the grid and off the system because they've got issues that needs help in the mental health area that they don't know if they can fit into society again. And unless they get that care, then they'll never be able to weave back into the general population. 
Uh, wh- what true. can we do to help you, Cheryl? Uh, I need donations so that I can get out there and help some of these guys get off the streets. My um, large, the, the, the biggest thing that I need is to be able to build uh, a housing complex in the Dallas area. There's over a thousand homeless veterans in Dallas and Fort Worth. They need our help. And the only way to do it is to build something that they can come to, get what they need in, in the way of education, uh, health care, which is very hard for them to get to. If they're in the rural areas, there's no place for them to go. So if I can bring them in to a place just an area that I've built, which I, I call it the barracks, because it seems to me that they're missing something, and what they seem to be missing is the familiarity of what they came from. To help That's a them really get good back point. Into it, yeah. That's uh, a and really that familiarity is the problem that we're having. Cheryl's so talking about building for. building something that looks like a barracks that's familiar to the folks who came out of the military, who are disconnecting from society, who are not able to really understand and fully take care of themselves. And it's a big job. I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're aware of how big it is. I'm just stating it for the people listening. We're, we're talking about our veterans and we're talking about saving our vets. And that's why Cheryl Jones is on the phone with us. She's the founder of savingourvets.org. If you want to know more about what they're up to, the activities they provide, go to the website. If you got a couple of shekels and you can donate to the cause, it's it's only going to help somebody who fought so you're able to have those shekels to donate to the cause. Cheryl, I hope when you have big events and when you have uh, things like maybe there's a certain special fundraiser going on that you will reach out and we'll be able to throw some more light on it and help you keep doing your work. I appreciate you having me on, and I hope that you guys can help me out, too, as well. Thanks, everybody. Go to SavingOurVets.org. Find out about Cheryl. See the program she's got. They have food for vets, home for vets, medical support for our vets, and something that you never thought you would have to say we would need for a veteran, survival packs. But it's very important. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Here's a little bit of a news flash. Uh, North Korea's Kim Jong-un says Donald Trump is a psychopath. Well, actually, Kim Jong-un didn't say that. That's the, that's the word from the official North Korean news outlet, and he has to approve everything they say. So it's just like him saying that. But according to the North Korean news service, North Korea agents, France press, they call it, Uh, Donald Trump is a psychopath and will only lead to disaster. Okay. Welcome to CNN. How are you? Before we get out of here, I need to remind you something very important, very simple. 
very special. You need to you need to do this. If you have any pain in your neck, your back, your hips, whatever. If it's pain from inflammation or irritation, you need to try Relief Factor. I did almost 17 weeks ago. I got the three-week quick start pack on day eight. I remember it like it was yesterday. Day eight, I put down the jar with the green gel caps that I would take, sometimes eight of them a day, to try and get rid of the pain in my knees and my hips and my back. Now I have not taken a one. No prescription meds, no over-the-counter meds, nothing. Just all-natural relief factor. It's a an all-natural anti-inflammatory mixture. There's fish oils in there and some spices, and it works. It works wonderfully for me. I'll be out on the golf course, maybe even later this afternoon and definitely Sunday morning, and I'll be in the garden on Saturday after Pure Opelka. So pick up the phone right now or go to relieffactor.com. You can check out the information online. Pick up the phone and call them, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It's called Relief Factor. It is all natural. It worked for me and so many others here at The Blaze and thousands across the country. Give it a try. What do you have to lose but the pain? Relief factor. Now, before I get out of here, I've been talking a lot about how there are uh, a couple different systems. What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen if I were saying to you, I need to go visit my brother in New Orleans and his family And I drove from Delaware to Salisbury, Maryland, where there's a regional airport, small airport that has cheap fares because there are, you know, a lot of these airlines set up these short flights out of these regional airports and they're cheap. Like Frontier will fly out of regional airports and it's real cheap. Not exactly a high dollar airport airline either. What do you think would have happened if I had gone last night to the Salisbury Regional Airport with the intention of flying to New Orleans to see my brother and his family. And I had gone through the TSA security checkpoint with a loaded 9mm handgun in my carry-on bag. Where do you think I would be right now? Just where do you think I would be? Raise your hands if you think behind bars and, and ready to be behind bars for a long time. Yes, yes, correct. All of you raised your hands. Well, Delaware State Senator Brian Pettijohn missed his flight Thursday when TSA found a handgun, a loaded 9mm handgun in his bag, his carry-on bag. Oopsie. Here's what happened to State Senator Brian Pettijohn. He was allowed to take a later flight. Are you kidding me? There were no charges. No charges filed against this guy. Absolutely zero charges. He was allowed to purchase a ticket for a later flight. They confiscated this handgun. And they said, we'll talk to you about this when you get back. First of all, if you are a concealed carry permit holder, which he is, you should know better, which he should. And if you drive from Delaware to Maryland... It's the law that you take your weapon apart because Maryland has jerky laws and you have to separate the ammunition from the handgun in the car. They have to be in separate locked parts of the car. 
So he violated the basic laws of the state of Maryland and actually got into the airport, carried the gun into the security system, and thank God they spotted it, and he did not get arrested. If this were you or me, I would be in jail, and I would probably, because it's Maryland, be in jail for a long time. We have to have the same, I I know people make mistakes, but you're a concealed carry weapon holder, you should know better, sir, and you shouldn't get better treatment because you're a state senator. It's crazy. This is as irritating as the Lawrence Taylor DUI with 75 hours of community service after he hit a cop car. Two systems, and you wonder why people are mad. It's not fair, it's not right, and it's not okay. Michael Pelka stepping aside. I'll be back in the morning, 6 o'clock, fresh show here on the Blaze Radio Network. We'll kick off the day together. Join me, won't you? Until then, testudo, my friends, testudo. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.